Welcome to the RE and Friends Podcast, a Red Max Events audio experience. Hosted by Brandon Havrilla, owner of Red Max Events. Thank you for checking out our podcast where we bring in event industry professionals to discuss current events, share their knowledge, and explore ideas. Follow Brandon Havrilla on his entrepreneurial journey on Instagram at Brandon Havrilla and see what Red Max Events is up to by following at Red Max underscore events. And now, it's the episode you've all been waiting for. What's going on, guys? Brandon Havrilla from the RE and Friends podcast. Today, I have a special guest, Eric Wenning, joining us. Eric, how are you doing today? Great, man. How are you? I'm good. It's another day, another podcast in this crazy world we got going on. <laughs> absolutely. Absolutely. So, so thanks for having me on. Yeah, my pleasure. So I wanted to start off, you have kind of like two brands, correct? You have Wenning Branding and Wenning Entertainment. Uh, well, there's actually four, but you know, okay. we ha- I have an entertainment company, which I started, you know, uh, 27 years ago. Got it. So that was uh, so, like the start of it. Yeah. That's when I started DJing, uh, got into it with my friend's dad and started to just kind of evolve from there. Uh, and then, you know, of course my dad, you know, always made, made me have a backup plan. So I went to school for graphic design and marketing. I have a degree in that was running an ad agency in Pittsburgh and uh, real estate agencies uh, here for many years and uh, left and focused more on the entertainment, but still having the background and love for creativity and design and everything else. So that's why I started winning branding, doing a lot more, everything from, you know, the, we started with doing trade show booths, big, multiple, multi-million dollars from companies then getting into promotional products then going into you know going to my backgrounds which was graphic and web design Mm -hmm. and uh, then making it a full ad agency and which kind of led into uh, the method of an educational platform so we created that to kind of help people in the event industry uh, you know from what if you have a DJ business photography videography photo booth business whatever Tell, teaching them how to utilize social media advertising, how to sell different methodologies behind uh, bridal show and trade show advertisements as well. A lot of people don't understand there's a lot of psychology that goes there. And uh, you know, of course, we have an innovations companies too, Wedding Innovations, doing everything from installs from bar and restaurants, house of worships, you know, and securities and stuff like that. So I have a lot of different things. Awesome. And I think... I mean, obviously being a, a branding and a marketing background too, I appreciate the fact that everything is like winning entertainment, winning branding, winning innovations. Yeah. They're all linked. And we've been kind of focusing on the same thing too. We have RedMax Entertainment is our entertainment division. We have RedMax Events. And then we have RedMax Event Products. Ultimately, I'll probably add a RedMax Tent division. I'll add, you know, or something yeah. like that. And I'd like to actually ultimately drop it to just RedMax and make it RedMax.com. And you go there and then you can click which, you know, division you want to explore further, which is uh, cool too. So from a branding standpoint, I think that's very important because I see companies too that, you know, split them up and there's something to be said for that, I guess, having totally different companies, but then they're not really linked. So, you know, one could lead to more business with the other if you do have them linked. Yeah, we we did our first venture without the winning name behind it this year. Um, So it's called Videotter. And uh, so if you've ever heard of design pickle where it's kind of like unlimited graphic design services for people, we did that for video work. 
<clears throat> so people can hire us and do unlimited videos every single month for their company, whether it be social media advertising uh, or you know YouTube videos or whatever else it may be. Uh, we can do unlimited editing for people now too. So we took awesome. the same concept of design people had, but we focused more on video because video is king nowadays. So. Right, 100%. So yeah, talking about what's key nowadays, we'll get into kind of like the main topic of, of what this episode is going to be about, which is networking. And I think more so using social media and video to expand your you know network um, and grow, ultimately grow your brand and, and bring in more income and everything that comes with that. Um, so you would put up a LinkedIn post the other day. Um, so let's start with, with LinkedIn. What's, what does that mean to you? What's the importance of LinkedIn having a presence, linking it to your brand? I know there's a lot that goes into it. I mean, it's basically like a, a Facebook, but for professionals, right? Yeah, it's the professional world for, you know, Facebook. It's, you know, it's me, it's more of a professional world. If so, mm -hmm. if you once you acquire more corporate clients or more, business clients or uh, more of a networking uh, realistic experience, LinkedIn is probably your way to go. Uh, Facebook is more of the, uh, the po political family friend playgrounds and right. you know, share memes and that kind of thing. <laughs> exactly. Especially now and more than ever LinkedIn is so important right now because of like, if you like, there's Pittsburgh young professionals. There's a meeting group that we go to every single like once a month or something like that. Uh, now we can't do that. So then therefore like there's a group inside of LinkedIn that we all are a part of and we talk and etc. So there's other different groups like that. There's tons of different groups like that inside of LinkedIn that are normally uh, like in Facebook, um, but more business oriented and you can really make a lot of different great connections. And even within the sales aspect of it, you know, you can see people's different connections. Like, well, she's like a third connect out from you. She's a fourth connect away from you. But you really need to talk to, say, Stephanie and say, you, Brandon, you know Stephanie. I'm like, you know what? I see that you know her, but I don't know her that well. So I'll reach out to you, send you a message and say, hey, listen, Brandon, uh, would you mind, uh, you know, reach out to Brittany for me or maybe shoot her an email and even give that person a script already written up so they can literally just copy and paste an email and then just send it to them and say, hey, listen, I really think that, you know, you and Eric might be a right fit for one another. He has a lot of different things that you are kind of have been looking for or might be interested in. So reach out to him and, uh, you know, maybe you guys can touch base. Mm -hmm. Just put the, you know, instead of cold calling, because, right. you know, right. everyone loves cold calling so much. <laughs> in service for academy. Yeah. Uh, so a different way of doing things, but, you know, utilizing other friends and connect connections to actually, uh, you know, get that other sale, you know? And I think, you know, to piggyback off that too, some a feature that I use a lot, which is awesome in LinkedIn is you can go to the search bar and search, uh, event professional or event specialist or event director is one that I search a lot. And when you search that, it'll come up with all the people that have that, you know, job title in your area. And then you can kind of filter through that way and see, you know, who might be good to connect with and, and reach out to, like you said, a, almost a version of cold calling, but you can kind of attach a message to your friend request, quote unquote, um, or your connection request, which is, you know, super powerful. Um, yeah, and staying on, I guess, the topic of LinkedIn, are you, what I've heard is it's better to share content and, and more of like start a discussion. It doesn't necessarily have to be 
original content because if you're sharing stuff from other credible sources and kind of sharing valuable information um, and you're starting discussions, it's almost better to kind of connect your name with a meaningful article or something like that versus like, hey, here's what I do, book my photo booth or whatever, that kind of thing. Is that, you know, the similar premise that you follow on LinkedIn? Yeah, I mean, I'm just, you know, even just searching as we, you know, we're talking, it's, it's a lot of people just sharing different videos, uh, you know, sharing, whether it be a YouTube a video that they found or another link, you know, using different hashtags within it. So, you know, LinkedIn uses a lot of different hashtags, uh, kind of like Twitter to really specify if you're talking about branding or network marketing or whatever else you want to, you know, your interest is in. Uh, but having some more engaging content rather than just it's posting a little, you know, one thing is saying, hey, you know, I just uh, went to the kitchen, made a peanut butter jelly sandwich, and now I'm going to go take a poop, you know? So <laughs> and it's like, nobody right. cares. <laughs> Definitely. Um, and then I guess something else to piggyback off of, um, like on your profile, do you link to all your business accounts? Do you create separate business pages on LinkedIn as well? What do you, do you value that? Is that important on LinkedIn? Yeah, absolutely. Because whenever my LinkedIn got set up a long, long time ago, uh, so I had a personal page and then I had someone else, one of my employees at the time, create a business page under okay. their profile and then it got all discombobulated. And so then therefore I had to uh, talk to LinkedIn, try to get that account removed and basically start from scratch and put all the different companies under my name. So okay. then I had to entertainment, the branding, the video or the method, everything else I had to now under my own account. Mm -hmm. So it, it is a little tricky. Some people like have set up their LinkedIn account years ago, like almost 10 years ago. And like, well, I haven't, I haven't been on since then. So you might need to update a lot of different things with it. You might I realize that you have two or three different profiles on LinkedIn. You just want to make on one because whenever someone's searching for you, they're actually trying to connect with an old, old account that you set up right, 10 years right. ago and that you don't want them to, you know, link up with that account because you have all your connections on, on your newest one. So it's just going to take a little bit of time with the nurturing of actually getting it all set up correctly on one and uh, going through the different steps. It's not the easiest with LinkedIn. I'll be flat out honest with you. Um, but you know, if the way I kind of got through to LinkedIn was I saw an ad on uh, Facebook for LinkedIn and I made a snarky comment. And next thing you know, I started talking to LinkedIn through Facebook messenger and my <laughs> result got <laughs> fixed like that. Cause they didn't like someone else to call yeah. them out on, out on the rug. Um, but you know, it, sometimes it takes that just to kind of get things going and, uh, you know, it is what it is, but you know, you gotta do what you gotta do. hundred percent. Yeah, so we've, um, I mean, it's interesting because I created a business page for my event company. Um, mm -hmm. What I haven't done is created one for my event products and for my podcast yet, but I yeah. am thinking about doing that because I do want to have those linked at my profile so that when someone clicks on it, beyond it just saying that I'm the owner of these different companies and stuff, this way they could actually click on it. Um, and I think something else that's important, just like, I mean, all social media is really consistency and you know staying up to date with it and posting and that kind of thing um so something with my business page on linkedin just as important as it is to post your personal stuff you know on your personal account i think it's also important to keep your business page up to date so that if someone does go to connect with you or they're looking to connect with you and they click and they say oh he's the you know the owner of wedding entertainment and then they click wedding entertainment that there's also 
you know, a post there from a week or so ago, at least not three years ago. And it's like, okay, yeah. they, maybe they're not doing anything anymore, that kind of thing. Yeah, absolutely. Because I was just looking and seeing exactly what, what groups I'm actually a part of. And uh, there's this one association that I'm not going to name any names, but the last post was three years ago. Right. So I'm <laughs> just like, well, obviously no one's banning that for them. Right. Uh, so it's just kind of like, you know, you got to keep, you know, new content, keep it fresh. And that's why we try to post, you know, weekly wedding tips for the entertainment, weekly tips for the method. And uh, even still for the branding, we post uh, marketing Mondays, uh, okay. new, you know, new promotional products that can, you can utilize to help your business grow or get your name on something in front of prospects or anything like that as well. Right. And I see that all the time from you. And, and that's what I love too about what you're doing with, with marketing and branding. Cause I just put up actually a YouTube video and then it became a podcast episode too, as an audio version of creating a brand. Um, yeah. Because I see a lot of, you know, particularly the DJ industry, but you know, other small things too, pizza shops and everything making a lot of mistakes when it comes to creating a brand. And they're more focused on, day to day, like, okay, I want to post a picture of my photo booth and the captions like book our photo booth today with an exclamation mark. And it's like, that's really not doing too much for you. You're not going to see a return on investment off that, you know, it's tough. Whereas the way I think you should look at marketing is long-term, like what are people going to think of my brand in five years from now, you know, a year from now, 10 years from now, whatever it is. Um, and again, it, it comes down to like, yeah, you won't see an immediate return on investment by posting that photo but it's helping create brand awareness and grow that brand. And that's why I love when you share stuff like those tips and stuff that's not like, Hey, book our service, but it's creating brand awareness. And ultimately it's going to lead to people, you know, messaging you or connecting with you or booking your service. Yeah. Um, kind of nurturing. I think it's very important. Yeah. Just to, just to share content and create discussion, get your name out there, you know, and stay relevant versus just being a, a constant sales pitch. Yeah, absolutely. Because if, you, if you're just out there pitching 24-7, it's just going to get uh, annoying. But if you're out there educating people, people right. will actually start to really listen because then even in the you know wedding business, we're, we're actually giving away wedding tips for brides. So people are like, well, you know, you're really not pitching. I'm like, no, it's just our, our name at the end of it. And that's it. You know, right. so we call it weddings, wedding tip Wednesday. So it's a tongue twister. <laughs> uh, you make a playoff. it. so I, I was doing it for a couple of years and then I have my assistant Chris mainly doing it. And uh, just because time is my, yeah. my time is so stretched. So, and he's fun. He's bubbly personality. And uh, so it works out very well. Yeah. Um, but, you know, it's just, always trying to educate because if these brides see that you're really you know, educating a lot and giving them worthwhile tips, then they will see that, Hey, I really want to work with that person. Right. It builds trust. Thing in the, uh, event business too, you know, yep. uh, but it's not really a hard sale for the most part. It's more or less just like, listen, I know what I'm talking about. I've been doing this for 27 years. So, you know, why would you not want to trust us or anything like that? Rather than you know, always educate rather than, you know, self self promote all the time. Right. And there's, I mean, there are marketing tactics and, and there's marketing that can be quote unquote effective for that immediate return on investment where you do post something and get bookings from it or, or sell your product based off that or whatever. But yeah. I mean, ultimately, I think if you're, you should be in business because you love what you do, not for the money, you know, and yeah. then ultimately the money will come. And if you're in business because you love what you do, 
you're not in business to sell the company ultimately. And if that's the case, you want to build a credible brand. You, you know, you know, you want to work on your brand um, more so than that day-to-day -day transaction. Like I don't, I'd rather take money out of my pocket today um, and put it into something that's going to help my brand five years from now than be like, you know what? Uh, no, I want, you know, a little bit more in my bank account today, you know? Yeah, even like during this entire pandemic, people need to understand that they need to be doing brand awareness right now. Because uh, everyone pretty much is like sucked up, stopped advertising, things like that as well too. Now is a right. time where people are on Facebook, LinkedIn, Twitter, everything else so much. I mean, the, uh, the, the amount of people that are on these social media platforms now is like almost 24-7, which it always yeah. kind of was, but now they have nothing else to do. They're sitting on their couch getting fat and looking at social media and right. so now is the time to get your name embedded in their face so by the time they're ready, they're ready to go or they might have been on the fence and now they they put up you know a break on really quick but then by the time this is all said and done they're gonna get back into you know wanting to find you know entertainment or whatever kind of right. service you're looking for they uh your name is already there I mean, exactly. why the hell does McDonald's advertise? Why does Starbucks advertise? They don't need to advertise. You know where McDonald's is at. They're a billion-dollar company. Exactly. So, But they do it also for tax write-offs and also just brand awareness, throwing that cheesy goodness burger that's going to make you extra fat that you, <laughs> you don't, you don't want to buy, but you're just like, you know what? That sounds really good right now. Yeah. It's quick and easy. So, that's it. And, I mean, we have, we have a brand awareness, <laughs> exactly that, a brand awareness campaign running right now on Facebook and Instagram. Um, for that reason, just to get it in front of people. And I think it's hard for a lot of people to see ties right back to what I was saying, because they don't see a return on investment on that brand awareness right now. Um, people like to, you know, okay, I'm going to spend $40 on a Facebook ad. I want to book at least one party to pay for it, that kind of thing. Whereas brand awareness is more, you know, you might be paying a couple hundred dollars now and not see that couple hundred dollars for six months or a year. Um, but ultimately it's getting that brand in front of people. And what I've said too, is I think it is important to, you know, given the current situation, you know, address it and, and do it appropriately and not, you know, if you post a brand awareness campaign right now that says, come book our photo booth, no one's necessarily booking photo booths right now, except for, you know, like a year out. Whereas if you're just posting, you know, brand awareness, like, Hey, this is what we do or check this out or, you know, throw back to this event or whatever it is, or like even better, sharing content, whether that's educational about the industry or maybe information about, you know, vendors handling deposits and stuff like that. Um, yeah, 100%. Something that's going to catch their attention is very important. Yeah. I, I really think people are, you know, I'm going to say this, so I'm going to probably, you know, make a couple people mad, but everyone <laughs> is spoiled. Uh, everyone is spoiled and they're entitled. Meaning that like when nowadays everything else is so instant gratification you you want something on amazon that beforehand like before amazon became a conglomerate was like you know three to five day shipping now we have it next day now it's the right. same day you know and so well, right now it's a little delayed and people yeah, are getting mad about that too they're getting frustrated <laughs> that they can't order something on amazon and it doesn't get here tomorrow and it's like people you got to understand you know yeah. what's going on and then look back where you were a year, you know, from yesterday. It's like, hey guys, sorry to interrupt the podcast real quick. Just wanted to make sure you guys are following us on Instagram at re underscore and underscore friends, so you could stay up to date with all our newest episodes, as well as watch our Instagram stories to see who's coming up next. Like I'm pissed off. My Keurig broke. My 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 Keurig and my microwave broke all last week, and so I ordered a Keurig online. 
and uh, wasn't from Amazon. It was Bed and Bath because uh, my wife has tons of coupons. Uh, yeah. She's a couponer, and uh, so <laughs> just like you know, we'll be here in like five days. Well, it's five days and surpassed, and I'm getting like antsy. I'm like, well, where's my Keurig? I'm like, I need my coffee yeah. in the morning. So, of course, I have a French press and normal coffee maker, but still, it's just like <laughs> everyone's spoiled. So, going back to my point with that, though, is everyone's like, okay, well, if I spend $40 or $100 on Facebook or whatever else, uh, I need that money, that ROI right now. Exactly. <laughs> and they don't understand how social media and all this stuff works because they just like, well, it, you know, if I put 100 bucks in it, I need $1,000 out of it right now. So even with some of my client, clients, um, you know, Art of Sound on the uh, West Coast, so we did uh, within 30 days, you know, I forget exactly the total. I think it was like 98 leads or, or 80 some leads or something like that with it. Um, but they booked four of them, four gigs out of it. So mm -hmm. they spent, I think it was a total of like $530 or 600 bucks, but they netted over or they gross, excuse me. Uh, I think it was, uh, it was like $6,700. And then, but of course you, their net is of course, whatever their cost per event is. But so they spent like five or 600 bucks to get almost over six grand. Mm -hmm. Uh, so, but <clears throat> they didn't see that ROI till the end of the month because they gave out a lot of deals. They talked to a lot of people, you know, they're learning and we, we were going through back and forth from figuring out like, Hey, they were blowing it in the sales conversation. They blew it in the first three minutes. So we had to go back and retweet that remake, um, you know, rework their sales script. And after we did that, we got them at the end of the month and they're like, Oh shit, this stuff really does work, but it needs to be worked, you know? And then there's right. how many other leads that, you know, they were going into this crisis right now. So there are so many other leads that are on the plate that they have that didn't convert yet because now they're on hold. Right. So it's just, you have to be patient with this stuff. Sometimes like, you know, if you get say a hundred leads in, in 30 days, like they might not all convert right there and, or they might convert another, another month down the line. And so people don't have patience anymore. That's the right. issue. And the other important thing too, and, and if you think about yourself in the shoes of the like viewer of the ad that you're running um, from a brand awareness standpoint, I mean, they say, I think it takes, I don't know what the stat is, three or five times for somebody to it's see seven. something, seven times, even better, seven you know, to, to see something before it really clicks in their head. And that's, you mm -hmm. know, the important part of, of running these brand awareness things is that, you know, someone might see your video or your post and scroll past it six times, but then that seventh time they're going to actually click it and be like, Oh, what is this? Let me look at this. You know, that kind of thing. Yeah. But think about um, that. Whenever you're throwing 40 bucks to an ad and your, your reach is probably over a hundred thousand people. You are with 40 bucks. You're going to only maybe reach a couple thousand people. That's it. Right. And so in order to show that ad seven touches for that person, it's never going to happen. Right. And, and that's the, that's the thing that people are too cheap on and not understanding and not willing to invest in it and spend 90 days to invest, like say, okay, well, I'm not going to spend any more money with wedding wire and not, I'm going to dump all my money. And we always tell people at least to spend almost a thousand dollars a month. Right. And like, oh, that's a lot of I'm like, but yeah, but think about the ROI though. Well, that's the thing. And it comes I, down to people are more worried about their bank account today than they're worried about their bank account a year from now, you know, or, or five years from now. They don't look down the line. They only look at right now because let's face it, most of the businesses out there, they're cheap as hell. They don't have money to begin with or they don't have cash flow. So most of the people right now are extremely hurting because they don't have any savings uh, you know, in the background uh, or anything like that. Um, mm -hmm. Or most of them don't even have actual real payroll either.
Like we right. actually have full staff and we have payroll work going on right now that I had right. to deal with. So most people don't even have those uh, capabilities. Right. So speaking of uh, staff and then tying it back to LinkedIn too, um, you were talking about how you've had to like transfer those um, businesses to your name. And I think something else that's important to touch upon is that, you know, when you do that and you have your businesses under your name um, and you just have business pages in general, now your employees and your staff, when they create a LinkedIn can also say that they work there and link to those pages. So now you're getting your businesses, you know, in front of more people, um, which is, you know, very important too. And, and, do you have, I mean, I don't know if it's a requirement for you or do you push your staff and employees to be active on LinkedIn and that kind of thing as well? Or is that more like you focus on that? Now more than ever, we had it in place where like, okay, they, they added to their Facebook and uh, their normal social media platforms. And of course, if they had a LinkedIn, mm-hmm. you know, they added that. And even we have a lot of different marketing interns. So we do a lot of internships with a lot of local colleges and these kids love to put and list our names and everything else that I like that on, you know, their LinkedIn pages, et cetera, because of, you know, just, Hey, listen, I work for this other company. So it shows credibility, but yes, like even with my assistant, we're now I'm like, listen, you don't want to make cold calls. You hate doing that or whatever else. This is a different way to do this right. and start to build relationships on LinkedIn because honestly, let's face it. No one really wants to talk to anyone else in sales right now or receive telemarketing phone calls or anything like that. We're all on edge. We're all, we're all mad right. <laughs> for the most part, right? Yep. We're agitated <clears throat> immensely. If this goes on any longer, then we're going to be really agitated. <laughs> so trying to build a slow uh, reputation, not a reputation, but a connection with, you know, other people that you want to connect with and to not be, completely bombarding them every single day and sending them a message like, Hey, what's up? Want to meet up? Want to, want to go out for coffee? And I think it really will be an asset, asset to your company. We can do this for you. We do this for you. It's like, slow your roll, go in there, soft and gently just start off saying hi. And uh, I'm like, and ask them questions about them, get them talking right. because remember in sales, whoever talks the most loses and get something them else more. Yeah. And something else that I think is important too, um, is you can click on their profile and view some information, view some recent posts and find some things that then you can bring up to talk to them about whether it's maybe you both went to the same college or you have a mutual connection or whatever it is. Something like that is a, a great way to start a conversation on a LinkedIn message as well. Um, because it kind of relates it and they're a little more likely to reply to that if they see that there's, you know, already almost a connection there. Yeah. 100%. Absolutely. And, um, so you deal more with the, um, wedding side. I know we're both kind of coming more from the corporate and production side ourselves, but I know you deal with, you know, wedding DJs and stuff like that. Do you think LinkedIn is important for them to be on? Obviously they're not necessarily booking brides and grooms or are they? Uh, we've seen more, uh, corporate and, uh, very like a smaller percentage, like almost maybe I think 10%, even for us, we've gotten weddings from it. The okay. majority is all corporate event production. Cause you know, doing from everything from weddings to concert production and much more, mm-hmm. uh, we get more business from the branding side and, uh, the corporate AV rentals and stuff like that out of LinkedIn. Right. So Facebook is more or less for the, you know, 
the girly wedding groups and social stuff like side, that. right? Yeah, exactly. Uh, LinkedIn's more that business side, and you know, even from our branding side, like there's we can target you know sales and marketing directors, and you know, hitting them up like, hey, who you guys use for all your promotional products and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Uh, let us be able to maybe bid on the next one for you and maybe work out a, uh, a free gift for you as well. So giving them other opportunities. And I think because, you know, that is stuff that is needed throughout the year rather than just a one and done kind of thing. I'm looking for relationships that have a 20 year span to it, not a, just a, a one and done and see bye bye. Yep. And that's exactly, I mentioned the same exact thing in my branding video too, about creating a brand. And not only do you want to create a brand that is around for a while, but focus on those client relationships that are going to be around for a while. You know, you have most weddings are probably going to be like a one and done thing. Um, even you, you know, hope to get off of, but still that mean, right. You know, like, yeah. And even like, you know, maybe you do a sweet 16 and then she gets married 10 years later or whatever it is. So maybe you do that because the family remembers you. Um, but yeah. for the most part, those like social and private events are a one-time thing. Whereas the corporate um, ones are more of once you establish that relationship and you do right by them, you know, you'll be there for a while. Um, and I think even for, I think a lot of wedding DJs probably do holiday parties to some extent as well, um, mm-hmm. for companies because that kind of fills that slower time in December. Uh, LinkedIn's a great place for that too, you know, to connect with company owners and directors who are in charge of planning those holiday parties and those social gatherings for the, the corporate clients. Yeah, 100%. Because we do targeted videos starting like realistically September uh, for holiday parties and getting the people's, you know, realize like, hey, you're late to the game. You should have been already thinking about your, your holiday party, you know, six months ago. But mm-hmm. you're you're not too too late, so let's let we're gonna throw like a scarcity tactic at it, and so that's what we'll do. And uh, you know we'll pick up some new corporate uh, clients from there with our holiday parties, and then next you know they they're starting to do a uh, corporate function where they're doing awards ceremonies or something like that throughout the year. And then you know, uh, so right. and that stuff just turns into annual revenue uh, because of you know you're building those relationships. Definitely. So you mentioned running those ads for holiday parties. You're talking about running ads on LinkedIn as a business account? Uh, yeah. So LinkedIn ads are really expensive. You need to understand that. So if you're ROI and uh, you're, you're, you know, you're cost per event, if you're looking to, you know, for an event production like you and I both do, you know, an event could be like twenty, thirty, fifty thousand dollars or something like that, even six figures for some of these big corporate clients. Uh, it's it's more worth us, worth it for us to advertise on LinkedIn with getting those clients and targeting those people very you know <laughs> detailed. So right. it, whenever you're just trying to run in a for a wedding ad or something like that, you might make fifteen hundred bucks or whatever else. But that lead might be almost twenty five dollars to like thirty five dollars for that lead. It's gonna be really more. It's gonna be a lot more expensive. But a thirty five dollar lead on LinkedIn that's gonna convert to a fifty thousand dollar sale. I'll pay that all day long. Hell, I'll pay $150 for a lead or something like that. And I think that's right. Important looking at the reach too and who you're reaching when you're looking at those numbers, it's almost not comparable to, you know, Facebook where you get in front of say 5,000 people and LinkedIn 500 people, those 500 people are a lot more valuable. They're, you know, a lot higher up decision-making people than the 5,000 people that you, you know, that's all you're at on Facebook or something. I mean, yeah, when you're targeting ex- exactly, I mean, you can still it's target be done right, 100%. Facebook, like the right. sales and marketing directors, right? You can still do that within Facebook, uh, but within LinkedIn, you can get very more niche specific 
And I think that is a lot more valuable, but you have to also understand that those leads and they're, they're going to cost you more. So your, your pitch better be on, your video better be on, uh, you know, your creative better be on point and better just not look like that exactly that photo booth with saying, click here to book us, you know, right. that's with, like, exc- with yeah. an exclamation point. Right? Oh yeah, absolutely. <laughs> maybe maybe add that. another one. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Two of them. Um, yeah, it's crazy. So speaking of like content and creative and stuff being on point, do you create different content for every platform, especially Absolutely. LinkedIn, Facebook and everything? You do different content for everything. Well, there's different ratios and different formats, right? Okay. So now Facebook was a 16 by nine. Now they, they started adding to a square format. Now they can do a four by five format, which adds a little bit more real estate, making a little bit longer. Mm-hmm. Uh, so the same thing goes applies. So even with IGTV, now it's like nine by 16 format. So using different content, but knowing that we still have only a couple seconds, like literally two seconds to grab their attention, grab their attention. to hold the next five seconds to hold the next five to 10 seconds for them to watch. You want to keep that the whole general gist of what we're doing all within 15 to 30 seconds. And for, I I see this mistake happen a lot for these entertainment companies. They'll put this creative bumper, this animated bumper in the beginning part of the actual video or the ad, and you would completely already lost them. 15 seconds of your animated logo. I don't give a crap about that. Mm-hmm. I want to, you know, get to the point of like, what is this? Okay. I'm like, are right. you trying to sell me or get me interested in your product? Get me curious. Yep. And I think that's one of the biggest problems that, you know, when people are creating video content, they're not creating it with the, the psychological aspect of like, you only have a couple seconds to grab their attention and that's it. And it comes it. down to, you know, putting yourself in the, the viewer shoes too. I mean, when I'm scrolling through Facebook, um, there's certain things that catch my eye for that exact reason. There's certain things that don't, you know, and when I create my YouTube videos, it's the same reason you'll notice a lot of YouTubers, they start their video with, you know, three to five seconds of something interesting later on in the video, or even mm-hmm. like one of my recent ones, I start the video off, you know, Hey guys, today we're looking at the J Maz, and whatever. This is the one I just did. And then it jumps to my 10 second intro you know, video with all the animations and stuff, but at least now I got their attention because they want to see what's happening. And same thing with, you know, the videos I put out on Facebook and Instagram, we put our logo animation at the end, we start right with the action so that they're interested and they're like, whoa, what is this? And then they see what our brand is at the end. I don't care about getting our brand in front of them right away because I know what we do is going to get them interested in our brand. And then they'll, you know, either click to find out more or wait till the end and then see the logo there. Yeah, 100%. And people don't understand how that flow works all the time. It's like, oh, well, you know, I'm just going to do it this way and it's easier. And or I stole this from an iMovie template, so I'm just going to go with whatever this says, you know? Right. So it's just all the Another thing I said in that, that branding video was that, you know, your brand isn't what you say it is, it's what the market and the viewers say it is. And I think that's important too, because we see things differently. I mean, there's no, there's nothing, you can't lie about that. You can't, you know, we we're as the company owners, we're going to see our logo and advertisements and stuff differently than the viewers are going to see it and perceive it, you know? And I think that's important to keep in mind too, is that you got to almost put yourself in their shoes and say, if I'm scrolling through my feed and I scroll past this, how am I going to see it? And am I going to be interested to look and learn more? Or am I just going to want to keep scrolling through my feed and see what, you know, my friend's dog is doing today? Absolutely. Yeah. That's what we've done and we create for other people. So that's just trying to take that whole psychological aspect behind it and let us do it work for them. So Mm -hmm. it makes things a little easier for them. 
It's awesome. And that's, you know, that's another thing too. That's a very important point that again, comes down to financially too, if you can handle it. But if something's out of your expertise or out of your knowledge and you're not looking to teach yourself, or you don't have the time to teach yourself, you should hire a professional. You know, it's the same with Google AdWords and stuff too, because you could throw a lot of money out the window with marketing and ads and stuff. If yeah. you're not, if it's not set up properly, or like you said before too, if it's not targeted properly, you could be reaching 5,000 people, but 4,999 of them have no interest or relation to what your product or service is, you know? And, um, I think that's comes down to the return on investment too. Even long-term, some people are like, oh, Google ads are a waste of money. It's like, they're not. You just probably didn't set them up right. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you know? exactly. It's, so. That's exactly it. <laughs> it's crazy. So we're getting close to the, the end of the timeline here, but I know we were talking a little bit before um, and you were talking about the mobile escape rooms and stuff. So you want to tie that into our conversation a little bit and how you kind of, I guess, expand on LinkedIn team building and getting in touch with those corporate clients to, you know, maybe ultimately expand your services and, you know, be able to, like you said before to service those corporate clients all year round for several years versus a one-time event. Yeah. The main thing uh, with that is any millionaire that I know uh, has diversification. So they have different kinds of businesses. They have different other revenue streams and you have to think you think of yourself like that. Mm -hmm. So whenever we wanted to grow, we needed to just stop being just one DJ. We needed to be an entertainment company, a full service. So what we've uh, done, one of my DJs actually, uh, whenever he left me, he started all the escape rooms here in Pittsburgh, PA. Uh, so he started blowing up and doing amazing things with it. He went from, and these uh, are physical ones? These are physical right? ones, Physical right? ones, yeah. So then he started going into the crazier ones where everything else is animated, pressure plates, moving walls. I mean, this is, uh, he is incredible with what he does. And within that, we took that same concept. Now, this company we worked a lot with, and they came to us like, we want to do a, a team building function. Can, we, can you do that for us? Because we've already built that relationship with a DJ aspect, so they wanted more out of us. So like, what else can you do? Because if you find a loyal customer, not a satisfied one, a loyal customer, they'll ask you for whatever you can do. Give it to me because I want it because I trust you. Right. So we made a, a mobile escape room for him two years ago with 50 employees at the time. And uh, we went down there and we made a, a big old puzzle piece for them to break into a room. So it was, an, it was like a hotel resort kind of thing. So we couldn't lock them in a room, but we locked a room and then we made them break into it. And so there, we had a bunch of different puzzle pieces, scavenger hunts, and turns and twists. And now we created all their custom letterheads, all their different puzzle pieces. So it looked like actual stuff that they would actually work on, uh, you know, different forms they would fill out. But they're all twisted with different words and codes in them uh, to make it keep that brand awareness going for that company. Mm -hmm. So the company grew overnight, like 4X their business in two years. They flew us down to Orlando, Florida, just this February to do a custom-made escape room for 150-plus employees. So the company uh, had more employees at that time, but that was all, that was all the people that could come to this uh, event. So, But we did this around Lake Eola in Orlando, Florida, and <laughs> the thing was massive. I mean, the, just uh, the circumference of the lake was 1.4 miles around. So we had seven different stops throughout the lake where they had to stop and search and solve all the different puzzles and everything was custom and we made it 
on the whole lake aspect. And so the That's whole thing cool. would build around the history of the lake because there's a big fountain in the middle of it. It was struck by lightning, destroyed, and they had to build the fountain back together. So all the puzzle pieces had a resemblance of that notion. Uh, and so when we came down there, we did all the videography for them. We did all the interview series. We did headshots. We did all the DJ work, all the branding, all the actual uh, coordination. We did everything. So what a you know a thousand dollar DJ gig at one time turned into you know multiple five figures uh, for a, a three day span, and them flying us back and forth and uh, really taking care of us. And that customer will be you know, with us for many years. So yeah. just keep them happy, you know? So that's another different way to generate that stuff. Yeah. And like you said, with the loyal thing too, I mean, we have, we have clients that are beyond loyal to us and it's, you know, you'll spit an invoice to them or a quote or a package and they'll be like, Oh, that's cool. What else do you have? Like, can you, can we double that? Like, can we spend more with you? That kind of thing. And, and those clients are definitely a little better than, you know, the brides that are like, Oh, uh, so-and-so had it for $500 less. Can you take 20% off? <laughs> yeah, exactly. So, no, it's, it's um, a thing. Yeah, for sure. Well, awesome. Eric, I really appreciate your time for any of the listeners that want to connect with you or see more about what your companies are about. Where's the best place for them to do so? Um, basically they can just uh, type Eric Wenning in Google, uh, or they can go to Wenning method or Wenning entertainment, Wenningbranding.com. So it's kind of like wedding, but with two N's. So it's W E N N I N G. So awesome. Yeah. And I'll get links from you on all that stuff and I'll have it down in the description of this podcast for the listeners. So you guys can click and check out his stuff. Awesome. Eric, I really appreciate your time. I think we discussed right. a lot of good I stuff. Appreciate yours. <laughs> Thank you guys for listening to this episode. Thank you for listening to this episode of the RE and Friends podcast. We truly hope that we were able to bring value. If you enjoyed today's podcast, please share it with your friends. It would mean the world to us. Also, make sure to stay tuned for the next Red Max Events audio experience.